Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. High so high so high Welcome back to the Brodo Heatwave, powered by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days, brought to you by the Brodo team, Mike Petrop, Jason Petrop, Tim Petrop, and Santiago Casanova. Oh, baby, we are back. The summer Heatwave, powered by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days doing it Brodo style and discussing every single fantasy relevant player right up until the start of the season. Today we are taking a look at the New York football giants, the G-Men. I'm your host Tim Petrop here of course with the the classiest fantasy twins out there with bow ties on right now, Michael and Jason Petropoulos. They don't have bow ties on. Before we get started, though, we want to remind you to download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only app that has every single tool you need to draft a winning team and keep a winning team during the season, and it's free for a limited time. Within the app, you get Fantasy Player cards, which act as Fantasy Player profiles, who to draft tools, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, waivers, advanced stats, all the stats you need, including exclusive stats that are exclusive to Brodo, true throw value, true target value, true performance value, rushing yards, overexpected, and points per opportunity, excluding TDs, and tons more. This app is free right now, but only for a limited time. And it's because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Join now to support the show and the app, but most importantly, to join the community on Discord. Play in leagues with the Broto Bros. Get an extra podcast per week, a waiver podcast, private team consultations, free giveaways, the DFS optimizer, and more. And as always, the Broto Hub is brotofantasy.com, where you can find all things Broto, including a draft cheat sheet that is, cheat sheet, excuse me, that is available for you in your drafts. Woo! Let's dive in. A team that's kind of close to our heart, on the other side of our heart, we're Jets fans, but the Giants are, have always been a key part of our life. We have family and friends who are Giants fans, and unfortunately... This Giants team that was last year uh, was not pretty to watch. In points four, they were 31st of 32 teams in the league. New York was the proud owner of the bottom two spots in offense last year. The offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, though, comes back for a second season, and so does Joe Judge. Uh, This defense played well last year. Um, A lot of guys on this defense had career years, which makes me a little scared for them going forward. Um... But we don't care about the defense right now. We care about this offense. And going into the year, this offensive line is ranked dead spanking last. Dead last in the league. That is not good for a quarterback in Daniel Jones who turns the ball over like it's his job. I don't want to overstate how low I am on the Giants. But I'm going to tell you this. I think they have a legit shot at having the number one overall pick this year. That's how low I am on this Giants team. I'm with you, brother. One of the reasons is because of Daniel Jones. Um, To me, he doesn't pass any of the tests that I get in the quarterback. The, the numbers don't look good. On the field, he doesn't look good. He's got some wheels. I'll give him that. But just goofy, kind of. You know, like... 
I don't want to point it out. Like everyone has seen him trip and fall with no one around on the fastest run of the year. It's like that's the type of guy he is. Jason, why don't you get into it a little more about Daniel Jones and what you think about his fantasy prospects? You might not like what I have to say. I Hey, I'm ready to hear the other side. Look, honestly, he uses his legs. That's that's all you really need to care about in uh, football these days. If a quarterback uses legs in fantasy football, don't get me wrong. One quarterback leagues, I can care less that he's using his legs. But in best ball leagues, in two quarterback leagues, Daniel Jones is a sneaky option. I have him. My most drafted backups in best ball leagues are Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones. Because on the Jets heat wave, I mentioned that I think Zach Wilson can have Daniel Jones-esque rushing ability. And Daniel Jones has 423 rushing yards last season, 279 in his rookie season. And last year, he only had two games outside of the top 24. So he's always going to deliver, basically, a top 24 performance because he's safe with his legs. He's basically a quarterback, too. He has 13 quarterback, two finishes in his career. In 2019, he was 16th in points per game. He has Kenny Galladay coming to the team. He has Saquon Barkley. He has Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Toney. I think he's a decent best ball, late quarterback two option. But all the positives I said, please don't confuse them for me saying he's a good quarterback one option because at the end of the day, Daniel Jones is a very, very bad NFL quarterback. Bro, your tone was that you were saying things that were positive for him. Like, <laughs> but the things you were saying were all negatives. Like, they're all, they all like, you want to hear how much more trash he was every game? He was quarterback 16. Like, who gives a fuck? I don't want that. I don't want quarterback 16 on my team. No way. Get that out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, that's why I'm saying two quarterback or best ball leagues. Uh, yeah, I, I, even in a two quarterback league, like I'd rather take a shot on someone like Tua. Or but Daniel Jones like is getting picked. Like Mac you Jones. don't have. No, I'm taking Daniel Jones over Mac Jones any day. You want to make yeah, a bet? Nah, Daniel nah. outscores Mac. No, no, no. You got me. I got you. Oh, fuck you. you it been because of the rushing. I bet I'll bet you that Mac Jones's passing stats are better than Daniel Jones's passing stats. That's that we're a fantasy podcast, right? We're not I mean, a you want to make bets or you want to we don't we don't deal with yards and touchdowns. We only deal with points. All right. Well, uh, yards make and touchdowns. points based bets. Yards and touchdowns make points. That's like saying I fuck with human beings. I don't fuck I know, with man. livers. It was a joke. I don't fuck with human livers, but I fuck with human beings. I love toffee. <laughs> My, <laughs> Real quick. We're, yeah. Go ahead. Right before we right before we started, um, we had to wait like two minutes because our fourth. Well, my third brother, the fourth Patrop bro, Johnny called. He used to be on the podcast, and he said, tell the people I said hi. Do it. I'm going to listen to the podcast. Do it. So Johnny says hi, folks. Uh, That's all. Johnny also, I don't want to know the repercussions if you didn't do that. Whew. Johnny's gotten a lot better at uh, at fantasy the last few years, so shout out to Johnny about that. Michael. He listens to Brodo, man. One thing that was not good for fantasy last year was drafting Saquon Barkley. True. This year, I have found myself, like, I don't even see Saquon's name on a draft board. He just, where he's going, there's so many other options that can give me phenomenal fantasy seasons that I don't see the value in drafting Saquon Barkley in the first round. I just don't see it at all, personally. It could work out, and he could be great. But we've went over on on previous shows 
that Saquon, you know, a couple years ago when he was perfectly healthy, he didn't have a great season before he got hurt. Like, he, he didn't have a great season. He had an okay season. His rookie year was, he blew the sky, he blew everything out of the water. But it's been a few years since then. So, I don't see how, and they got the last ranked offensive line, they have a shitty quarterback. Like, I just don't see how I can take Saquon Barkley anywhere near where he's going. When I could have Aaron Jones, or I could have Tyreek Hill, or Devontae Adams, or Travis Kelsey, or Ezekiel Elliott. Like, why would I take Saquon? Doesn't make sense to me. My Michael, do you agree or, or, or no? Yeah, basically everything you just said, Tim, because Saquon's a, a freak. Like, he's a monster. We all know that. Um, we're supposed to trust his surgically repaired knees that were torn in multiple areas with less than a year of recovery in a Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones-led offense as a first-round fantasy pick. I'm sorry, but that's a big no for me, dog, in the wise words of uh, the dude from American Idol. I forgot his name. Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson, yep. Randy the Jackson. wise words of Randy Jackson. Do you have a samurai sword signed by... Uh, Randy Jackson? Where's that from? Oh, no. Where's that from? Come on. You guys oh, got this. Entourage? Mind. No. Nah, it's Step Brothers. Not Entourage. Oh, come Step on, Jason. Brothers. I was on. I was about to say it's, a, right. it's definitely a Judd Apatow movie. Yes, Is that a was. Judd Apatow movie? Yeah. Step Brothers? Yeah, I think so. That type uh, of, that all those type, movies are Judd Apatow. Of, yeah, that type of movie. Judd Apatow. I don't type. think it's Judd Apatow, but we could check it. Anywho, like you said, Tim, in 2019... I think people are remembering him being better than he actually was. Like, RB6 in points per game is great overall, clearly. But he just played one game last season, one game in one quarter, before completely tearing apart his knee, which is only nine months ago. And now he's being drafted as the RB5 off the board, according That's to wild. Sleeper ADP on the Broto Fantasy app. Like, it's the NFL, man. I know he's good. But is he that good where you're taking hit that that type of injury risk over fucking stars? Like, star stars. I don't get yeah. it. Like, what's the point of taking this big of a risk? And the thing is, people are taking him over, like, Kelsey and Adams and Aaron Jones. I just don't get it. And guys, I want you to guess who my most rostered player across all my leagues is and best ball leagues. Devontae Booker. Devontae Corey Booker. Davis. It's Devontae Booker. Because he's free in drafts. Yeah. Corey Clement just got cut, which means Devontae Booker is the clear number two. Wayne Gallman was awesome without Saquon Barkley last season. And he's free in drafts. Backing up a guy who just had two surgically repaired knees nine months ago for a torn ACL and MCL. Like, there, it's still a question if Saquon is even going to play week one. His ADP makes absolutely zero sense to me. I'd rather have Devontae Booker at ADP every single day, twice on Sunday, in the wise words of whoever created that saying. And, you know, we we also don't hear, as, as the fantasy footballers would say, don't hear what we're not saying. Like, we're not telling you that he definitely is a bust. Like, we have a guy in our home league, shout out Steph, he is a Giants fan. And he had the eighth pick, right? Or ninth pick, eighth or ninth pick. And he took Saquon there. All right. I'm not, I don't hate, 
I, I guess you could take the chance. Like, there is a possibility, there is a world where Saquon is the number one overall fantasy player in the league. Like, that world exists. So I think that potential is why he is where he is. I just cannot see myself taking the risk on it. Um, one guy who, I, I don't know if you've been tweeting about him, Jason, or if you've been tweeting about him, Michael, but someone from the Brodo app, from the Brodo uh, Twitter has been tweeting about Kenny Galladay. And Kenny Galladay is, in, is an interesting situation because Kenny Galladay, he is always hurt, <laughs> and he's hurt again. Um, he's with a shitty offensive line. He's with a bad quarterback. He started this the offseason as, like, wide receiver – but the kind of vibes have dropped him so low in ADP where he's kind of dropped so low that he's become a value. I found myself taking Kenny Galladay in the sixth round of a best ball tournament. Um, how are you feeling about Kenny Galladay, Jason? What's his, I mean, my, excuse me, Michael, what's his, what's, what's his ceiling and his floor looking like to you? Yeah, Kenny Galladay has watched from the sideline the entire preseason and training camp and so has his ADP because it has been going down, down, down as the season approaches, which is understandable to me, right? Like, he hasn't practiced. He's on a bad team. I get it. I get the concerns. He missed last season due to injury. He has had injuries in the past. But he returned to practice today, folks. Got into full practice. Maybe they were just saying, let's not let Kenny Galladay hurt himself in the preseason. We need him for this season. Yeah. There's an actual possibility that that is the case. The bad part about this is he has not been building chemistry with Daniel Jones, and oh boy, does Daniel Jones need chemistry with his receivers if the last two seasons are any are telling of how he's going to perform this year. As you could tell, I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy at all. I think this is his last year as a starter in the league. We'll see how that goes. But Kenny Galladay has also had some massive seasons in the past with Matt Stafford as his QB with a higher true throw value as Daniel Jones. So there's a lot of red flags for Kenny Galladay this season, but we're also talking about a clear number one wide receiver on a team that is likely to trail. That is going to have to pass a ton more than likely. You're going to tell me Sterling Shepard's going to take targets, a lot of targets away from Kenny Galladay. No, Kadarius Tony isn't Evan Ingram is injured. Like, Kenny Galladay is set up to get eight plus targets easily per game right now. And I think his baseline, honestly, if he stays healthy the entire season, just based on volume alone and his big playability is like a thousand yards and eight touchdowns, which makes him an absolute steal at ADP. Even though I hate this offense, Kenny Galladay going outside the top 30 wide receivers is blasphemy. Yeah. Because it's the Will Fuller rule. He's not going to be ranked that low, but he's also going to be inconsistent He also may end up dealing with injuries. Like, Kenny Galladay is a guy that if you don't draft him, I won't blame you for it. But as of now, I have a decent amount of Kenny Galladay exposure because once it hits the seventh or eighth round, if Kenny Galladay is still there with his ability, I'm not against taking the shot. You don't lose your league in the seventh or eighth round. It could certainly help you win it, though. I agree, but, but Kenny Galladay did say he thinks that the offense could start slow because they've been dealing with so many injuries. Kenny, you're in New York now, bro. You can't be this right. honest. I mean, like, he's, he's going to get look, around. Like, on sleeper, his ADP is wide receiver 23, pick 60. No, no thank you. But in Fantasy Pro's ADP, it's 28, and I've seen him going outside the top 30 in most drafts these days, 70 overall. In that range, 
once it hits the seventh round, eighth round, eighth round, definitely seventh round, depending who's there. I'm okay taking a shot on Kenny Galladay, man. Are you interested in any other pass catcher for the Giants? Darius Layton, no. Um, he's going to need a Kenny Galladay injury to possibly become relevant. He wasn't relevant last year without Kenny Galladay. Kadarius Tony, I I don't remember. Has there been a first round wide receiver like Kadarius Tony in the past where everyone is just in consensus that what a terrible pick Kadarius <laughs> Tony is not going to do anything? Let's completely ignore him in fantasy football. It's kind of crazy how everyone has already cut like everyone already assumes he sucks. To the point where people are like using him sucking as defense in X Y Z argument they're using. Like, like well, bro, like how do you know? I've been, <laughs> I've been drafting Diami Brown over Kadarius Tony, who is a third round pick. Like I don't know. I just don't recall a first round pick ever being getting this much hate. And I'm not interested in Kadarius Tony. His college stats are a joke, especially age adjusted. It's looking like a bad pick. He's dealing with injuries, so let's see how that goes. I don't have any interest in him. And then Sterling Shepard is a decent PPR low-end flex type of guy. He has been his entire career. If you want that on your team, sure, go ahead. I don't want that on my team. Like you said, Tim, this whole offense is just one I'm basically staying entirely away from, except for Kenny Galladay at his super depressed price and Devontae Booker because he's free. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We racing. We off to the races. Um, the tight end situation for the Giants. Evan Ingram could go on IR. Now, there is this big thing like Giants considering IR. But he made the 53-man roster, so IR means three games. So relax with the headlines, okay? Trying to trying to bait us in. Um, I mean, is there any reason to talk about Giants tight ends now? I'm not going to lie to you, brother. I uh, I was giving, I was getting to like Evan Ingram a little bit more before this injury, and I'll tell you why now. He was the do last year. Oh, the, oh but yeah. it wasn't his fault. Dudeuski. If you look at his true target values last four years compared to his points per game, true target value four years ago nine points per game four, that was his historic rookie season. Uh, this is for tight ends. 27th, 18. True, th- true target value, 16 points per game, 8. 2019, true target value, 5 points per game, 6. 2020, true target value, 21 points per game, 16. He's done more w- with his targets every year, except for the one year where he actually saw good targets. So he did what was expected with them. In his career. So maybe Evan Ingram isn't as bad as people think. It's just that Daniel Jones is really, really bad. Uh, So I was fading Evan Ingram, and I probably still am. But I just want to say that I realize now that it's more because of Daniel Jones and not because of Evan Ingram. Because also, Daniel Jones doesn't have a very valuable throw. And we can't expect Evan Ingram to see the number of targets that he saw in a 2019. Because now they have Galladay. Sterling Shepard's healthy. Who knows when he's going to get injured? Darius Slayton's healthy. Kadarius Toney's going to get his Tavon Austin manufactured waste of time touches. Saquon Barkley's going to get targets. 
So I'm still fading Evan Ingram. I just, I don't think he's as bad as I did before I prepped for this. He's an ugly, he's uh, an ugly team. Let's not forget that Evan Ingram is also injured right now, though, which is not good. That's what I mean. Like, he's going to miss the first yeah, three weeks, probably. About. Um, what's funny is this offense could be so good if Daniel Jones wasn't a to do. Jason, there's also one thing I wanted to to bring up. Why you left like the uths, like sixteenth, like the th, off of all your numbers? It was it made it a little confusing to follow. So th- I think w- your decision th- <laughs> the worst. <laughs> um, th- so that's it for the Giants. Uh, who's one injury away besides Devontae Booker? We're not going to talk about Saquon Barkley. We already did. You kidding? Way to pay attention, you fuck. What were you doing? What were you doing while we had an entire conversation? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Rocking. I was looking up um, Dwayne Eskridge stats because I wanted to shit on him. So I, I zoned out when Michael was talking. Dwayne Eskridge? What does that do with anything? Because I saw a tweet about him. And then instead of looking up stats, I just responded that Eskridge came into the league with an AARP membership. So tweet, right, tweet, tweet. So you're, I thought it was tweet. a funny tweet. You're having that's tweet arguments tweet. While, you're, while you're supposed to be listening to us talk. Tim, it's it not an a argument. Good tweet. He gets a pass. Thank it you. was a good tweet. Thank you. <laughs> Jason, where can they do, Tim? Where can they not now my phone is down. Wait, J- Tim, you're not going to bully me into not selecting Devontae Booker, all right? I select Devontae <laughs> Booker. I mean, he's the obvious answer. Because no one, like, do you? are you really going to be like, oh, yeah, Sterling Shepard's going to be the man if Kenny Galladay goes Guys, down? Guys, no. Kyle Rudolph is an injury away. Duh. Uh, Rudolph, they're a nosed reindeer. Yo, I was at, you guys... I, I I hope Kyle Rudolph never never suits up again because I cannot hear you guys say his name. I just can't. Had a very shy. Doesn't even make nose. sense. Why you go out of your way to put that L, a silent L? Why you go out of your way to add it is beyond me. Shut I up. Just don't You're a silent L. Shut your mouth. Kyle Rudolph. It's so much more effort because his name is Rudolph. That's what I delivered to you on this podcast. Silent L's. You don't talk about him because you don't Ayo. want people to know. Bang, bang. Jason's on a roll. Go tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. If they, if they want to see your tweets and you're on a roll, where could they find you? At BrotoFF, Jason. Michael. At BrotoFF, Mike. Find me at BrotoFF, Tim. You can find Cass at BrotoFF, Casanova. Uh, at BrotoFantasy on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, BrotoFantasy.com. You know the deal. We'll see you tomorrow. Later. Later.